Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm excited about today's episode because it kind of just came out of a lot of conversations I've been having. And it came, it came out of um, my own personal needs. Remember, I, I love to talk about scratching your own itch, which is such kind of a weird thing to say. But anyway, today I want to talk about 10 steps. Very basic, very, very basic. 10 steps to planning your new release. Now, everything I say today, there's going to be 10. We're going to break down each one really quickly. Um, but I've put all of this in note form that you can download by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash plan. And the notes from today's episode will be there. You can download this as a PDF. And I'm also going to include it as a Word document because sometimes you guys ask me for Word document versions of PDFs so that you can make it your own and tweak it. So I've done that because some of these examples may not be relevant to you. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash plan to download my 10 steps to planning your new release. Now, this came out of two things. First of all, I, I hear from a lot of new labels and I, I get emails like a couple, uh, many a day, three or four a day. And I would say like 50% of people are like asking me, you know, I'm ready to release something. And sometimes it's a DIY artist. Sometimes it's a label. And they'll say, we're ready to release something like, but where do we begin? Like, I, I just need to know, like, I, I think a lot of people want to do it in a step-by-step -step way. Like they want to make sure they're doing the thing today that they're supposed to be doing today if they're three months out from the release date. And then if release date is tomorrow, that they're doing the right thing and how many singles and that kind of stuff. And so that's what we're going to tackle today. It's very fun because this makes a ton of sense for me. And the other thing is that this, I came into this idea because I had just out of the blue personally as a, as my own, like uh, in my own music and as a, an artist, I wrote and recorded this album in 10 days and it came out of nowhere. It was insane. I've never done anything like this. I It's breaking all my own rules because I like to be very patient and uh, elongated with my release, the way I write and the way I record and mix and stuff. I like to take two years on that process. And so this all happened in 10 days and the album was mastered and finished. And so I'm going to use that as an example because I'm kind of in this stage now. I'm like, oh my gosh, this album's mastered. I'm ready to, to press it. I'm ready to send it out to people. What do I do? Because like, how quickly can I release this? This came out of nowhere. So that I'm kind of like, I needed this um, simplified plan. The other thing too, is that we talk about so many different marketing strategies and concepts, both practical and philosophical on this program. But I feel like it's important that we summarize it all into one episode. So this is what this episode is going to be. Number one, finish the album. Number one step to planning your new release is finish the album. And if we're talking about a single, some of you may be talking about singles or an EP, then the same thing applies. Finish the single. Okay, this is obvious. And you're probably like, whoa, whoa hold on a second. Things like it's obvious, but it's not obvious. Some people are like, oh, we're planning a release, blah, blah, blah. The artist is still in the studio. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't know how long that's going to take. There are so many people involved. Luckily for me, I'm the only person involved. I, I can mix and master and do everything myself. So that's a huge advantage. But for most people, we're relying on all these different hands and ears and eyes on the project. And so many things can go wrong. And so many timelines are most often exceeded. Artists can be really precious about the mix and about the artwork and so many things. Um, there's just like a lot of things that are happening that we can't control. 
So I really don't want to start this process until the album is mastered, it's sequenced, it's cut up into 10 songs, or if it's just a single, then we have the WAV file in the, um, the resolution that our digital distributors need, and we have the MP3 as well as an option that we have those in hand. So now we can say, okay, let's begin this process. So step one is to finish the album, is to have an album mastered and sequenced in hand. Some of the stuff that we talk about in the next couple of minutes are things that you can do while that's still happening. And we talk about that all the time, about how a lot of record labels who are really on the ball will meet with the artist about artwork or some of their expectations for this release while the artist is still in the writing or recording phase. That's really cool. But the most important thing is finish the album, get it in your hands. Okay, now that we have the album in our hands, step two is make a schedule. And this is like, this is much easier to do when you have the album in your hand because now the schedule is entirely up to you as a record label. Whereas before it was dependent on the mix engineer who's doing you a favor, but that means that the mixes are a second or third priority for them or the mastering engineer is a little bit backlogged, or there's problems and the artist wants to go back and change things. Well, now we can make a schedule because it's everything is in your control because you have the masters. And so we want to work back from release day. You've heard me talk about um, work back schedules. And so your schedule exists between the masters in hand, which we just talked about, and release day. That's our little window to do our thing as record labels. Now, we'll talk about post-release day. You know my thoughts on that in a couple minutes. But basically, the schedule that we're talking about today is what exists between the masters in your hand and release day. So I'll go back to my example. I had done this record out of the blue, and it was just crazy. And as I was like getting things mastered and just finalizing it, I'm realizing, okay, so this was like, uh, second last week of March, middle of March when I was doing this. And I'm realizing, okay, I'm pretty sure I can have the masters, everything finished um, in a couple of days. So the let's just say the end of March, March 31st, I'll know that I'll have everything in, in hand. So I'm looking at the calendar and I'm thinking, when do I want to release this? Well, I didn't want to push it into the fall because I have another project that I've been working on for a year bef before this that I have to kind of, that I don't want to interrupt that schedule. So this is like a one-off, Creative project, really fun. We're going to just get it out the door as quickly as possible. So I'm looking for as long of a lead time as possible because I want to drop uh, a handful of singles in, in the interim. But at the same time, summer's coming and I don't want to release. I have a rule. I don't like releasing anything in the summer because I like taking time off and I don't want to compete with people's vacations or the beach. So I just, as a rule, I don't like releasing things in the summer. You can do that if you want. So I looked at the calendar and I thought the last Friday or second last Friday before kind of summer starts to kick off is June 23rd. So my release day, I decided, you know what? That works for me. That's like, what, March, April, May, June. That's like four months away, less than four months away. That allows me to drop two to three singles. That allows for a couple things to get in motion. It allows me to submit it to press outlets that take a bit of time. Uh, and, and like a bit of lead time. And as I'll mention, I, I, I was, I had the opportunity to do vinyl. So that allowed for that little bu buffer room for, for manufacturing. So I'm like, okay, so I pick my, the first thing I do is I pick my release day, June 23rd. Then I work backwards from that. And I think, okay, today is middle of March. 
I have a release day of June. And then I plot this out on a calendar. I used a notepad actually. And I went June 23rd is the first is the album. So let's say I have the masters on March 31st. When's the earliest I can get that submitted to my distributor? That would be probably April 1st. April 2nd is a Monday or a third. Um, and then I should allow myself three weeks because they're going to take a couple days to get it up to Spotify. And then I want Spotify to have it for two to three weeks so that I can pitch to them so that they can decide I can have it in that window. Right. And so my first single will be April 21st. Second single is going to be about two or three weeks after that. And then two or three weeks after that will be the third single. And then the album drops, uh, two weeks later. So that was my schedule, plotting out the schedule and plotting out the, the activities. So we're going to move on. But the first thing is finish the album. Second thing is make a schedule starting with release day and working back. Step three, make and gather your promotional assets. Make and gather assets. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know what assets are, but that's basically things like album cover. If you're doing physical, you need to have the templates and design ready for your tape covers or your vinyl jackets or the, the CD um, digipacks. You need to have mock-ups of those things. If they're not going to be in hand by the time you're asking for pre-orders, then you need to have digital mock-ups of those. I also needed press photos. So I sent a quick message out to a photographer friend of mine to see how quickly he could get out here to shoot some photos. We need a bio. I have a story for this album because it was written and recorded in 10 days. So I have the story that that just that in itself is pretty cool. And so I can kind of quickly put together a little paragraph about the album based on that reality. And then in studio, I, I wanted to, for me, I wanted to get like an in-studio uh, photo and some canvases to use on Spotify, as well as um, a little live video that I'll talk about the application for that in a second in the studio. So basically gathering all the things I'm going to need. The other thing I did was Bandcamp bundles. So I made a, a little list of like the different packages I'm going to offer on Bandcamp. So it's going to be like, um, I wrote it out somewhere here, like digital and then vinyl and then like uh, a deluxe vinyl option. And then, um, you know what I mean? Like all these different things. And I thought, oh, I can do like a kind of a special booklet and stuff. So when I was talking about making and gathering assets, that's like, that's day three. I mean, honestly, this, these 10 things can be like 10 days if you want, but like day three was like, okay, gather all the things I'm going to need. And if I don't have it, we're going to either make it or we're going to make a checklist to make sure that I get these things. And so photo shoot was something I didn't have right away, but within a couple of weeks I had that scheduled and ready to go. Number four, step four. Start the most urgent things. Now, some of these steps are spread apart by many days or weeks, and some of these steps happen all on one day. If I have the album in hand, I'm going to make a schedule. Then I'm going to make or gather my assets. I might do this all in one day. And, and I might, or if I don't have the assets, I'll make a list. And then there's some urgent things I'm going to start literally on day one uh, or right away. So step four is start the most urgent things. What does that mean? Okay. A pressing plant, um, I, I had heard from someone that um, press, some pressing plants are getting down to 10 weeks. And I looked at my calendar and I thought, oh, isn't that ironic? 10 weeks from today is my release day. So if I get everything I need to the pressing plant, I have a plant I work with, I have everything I need in-house, I don't have to wait on anyone. 
So if I get everything I need to that pressing plant, I might be able to make this deadline like pretty close to release day with vinyl. I'm sure something's going to go wrong. So, uh, and, and already some things have kind of gone wrong since that day, but whatever. Um, what's my point is step four is to start the urgent things. So what are the urgent things? If you're manufacturing, you've got to get your files to manufacturing as quick as possible because a lot of these people, tapes are, have a, a four, three to four week lead time. Vinyl has a 10 week to 10 month lead time. CDs as well. T-shirts have a lead time. So whatever it is, just get those things, get them started as quickly as possible. Upload your audio, get your digital files, your print files sent off as quickly as possible. Now, there's other things I would do right away, and that's upload to digital distributor. In fact, that's probably the very first thing I do, just because I like to have that out the door, and I like to have that in queue in my Spotify for artists. I can see that the album is there and the three pre-release singles. Um, by the way, going back to number three, when I talked about gathering your assets, um, album cover was one of them, but also individual album covers for your singles are something you need to have as well. So as I'm starting the most urgent things, I'm uploading my singles to distribution or I start with the album. Then I upload the singles with the same ISRC. And um, so that's all ready to go. Uh, any press that has a long lead time. So Bandcamp editorial needs really prefers a long lead time. So I sent an email to them. Um, I made sure another thing back in back with the assets is I made sure that I had like a private streaming link of the album and I had a MP3, a zip file on Dropbox of the album for anybody who prefers to have it that way. And so there was a couple, there was like two or three press that I just sent the album to that weekend as soon as it was ready. So in like two days, I sent the album to my digital distributor. I sent the high resolution audio files to my pressing plant. And I sent um, a private stream link to Bandcamp Editorial and to a couple other press members of the press. Um, it's also a good time to like start to reach out to your merch designer or a music video director. These are things that if they're if they require a lot of lead time, start those things very early. Even if they're not due for a couple months, those are the things you got to start urgently. Number five, make a list of objectives. Objectives. Now I'm going to talk about the difference between objectives and goals. Goals will be the next number six. So, but first I want to talk about making a list of objectives. Objectives are objectives. <laughs> sorry. Um, is this is why we're doing this. Okay. This is kind of like uh, more of a macro and goals are a little bit more of the micro. And so here's some examples of why you might be releasing this record or releasing this single. Some people, I've talked to a lot of you, where you're just starting to establish and build your record label's brand identity. And um, this is just like, we just want to get the record label name out there. So we're going to you know, re-release an older album or we're going to just drop a single from our very first artist. We have low expectations. We're just trying to introduce ourselves or introduce the artist or both. Um, another objective might be, hey, we just have to have regular content. We want to have multiple touch points throughout the year and throughout the month with our artists. We do social media stuff. Uh, sorry, touch points with our fans. We do social media stuff. We just, you know, part of our regular content schedule is dropping a single once a month or once a week. 
or releasing a record every quarter or every month, whatever that is for you, that might be the objective of why you're releasing this music. Another objective could be um, we're just testing out a new artist and we're going to drop a single and just see how does our audience respond to this new signing. Uh, another objective might be it's a passion project. You don't really care too much about the financial outcomes or even the critical acclaim, but you love this album. You discovered it yourself on Bandcamp. You felt like it needed a bigger audience. Whatever those things are, this is your objectives, okay? And it doesn't matter what happens with the goals. It doesn't matter what happens with sales or anything like that. These are the reason we're doing this release as a record label. I think it's really important for you just to make a list. Even if that list is all of those things that I just mentioned and more, or if that list is just the is just one thing, your own reason, hey, we're doing this because I want to experiment with running a record label. I want to try it out. This is my objective. It's really important that you do have an objective because I've talked to a lot of record labels on some of our clarity calls and, and an email, and the objective just isn't clear. And I just think it's really important that you know why you're doing this. Uh, instead of having all these big dreams that you actually just have a uh, intangible objective. Okay, now let's talk about the tangibles. Step number six is to make a list of goals. So if objectives are, this is why we're doing this, then goals are, this is how I'll know if it worked. So there are two types of goals. There's the artist's goals, and then there's the label's goals. And so an artist's goal might be to have a physical format. Maybe they want to release their music on vinyl. That's just their only goal as a as an artist, whatever. Sometimes an artist's goal is to justify doing it again. Now, we might need a uh, to clarify that. So we might need to say, I just want to sell 100 copies uh, of anything, digital, physical, anything combined, or I want 25,000 streams. Uh, that'll be enough. Or I just want 10 people to email me and say, I loved your new album. You got to have this goal so that an artist knows, okay, that's enough to motivate me to do another single or release another album. Another artist's goal might be certain press outlets that they admire. I've heard that before. Some people are like, I just want this blog to write about me. I just want to be included on this curator's playlist. I just want to be on a YouTube channel that I watch personally, I'd really admire. That's my goal. That's all I care about. You should know what your artist's goals are. Uh, if it's just one, if it's multiple goals, you can ask them their objectives, but we know what their objective is, right? It's to make music and to share music with the world. But it's important that you ask them, what's it going to take for you to consider this release to be successful? What's it going to take for you as an artist to, to say, my label did a good job for me. We hit my goal. What is their goal? Now, there's label goals. What are your goals as a record label? Remember, these are way more tangible than objectives. A label's goal might be profitability after six months. So we release a record. We invest in mastering. We invest in manufacturing. Put a little money into marketing or ads. Whatever it is, you know, we've spent... $3,000, $5,000 on this record. We want to be profitable, meaning if we spent $5,000 on this record, we want to make $5,001 on the, 
on this record in the first six months. So if we look back at, at, at the six month mark, we want, that's when we want to at least have been profitable. That's a good goal. Really good goal. Hard to do, but not impossible. Another goal might be selling 50% of your inventory in the first three months. Now these goals, by the way, objectives are, are, are more meaningful. They're more uh, personal. And, and by the way, I like, you can flip the term objective with goals. doesn't matter. But in my example, number five, making a list of objectives, those are kind of just a little bit more um, closer to your heart. Whereas these are something that you can actually measure and you can actually say, okay, we press 200 vinyl records. I do not want to have 195 records in my office three months from now. In fact, I will consider this release to be a success if I have 100 records of the original 200 in my office at the end of the three months. And I think selling 50% of inventory, especially if you're going out on a limb and doing a run of 50 cassettes or doing a run of two or 300 vinyl, uh, selling 50% of your inventory is a really good goal. Let's zoom out for a second here. Why is it important to have goals? It's important to have goals because if you just have your objectives, then you'll have nothing to actually work on, right? If your objective is to get fit, well, that's not something I can do. I can't just get fit. But if I do 10 pushups every day, I can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. My brain switches on and goes, oh, I know how to do that. I don't know how to actually get fit. That's just like this massive, intangible slightly subjective thing. But if you say, Scott, do 10 pushups every day for the next three months. Oh, okay. I know what to do there. <laughs> and, and if I don't, I need to start getting creative and think, okay, uh, I haven't been doing them. I need to figure this out. I'll, how about if I do one every hour that I'm awake? Or how about if I do five when I get out of bed and five before I get into bed at the end of the night? You know what I'm saying? So having these goals and saying, listen, my goal for this release is to sell 50% of our physical inventory in the first three months. All of a sudden, that puts our brain into action and to go, okay, that's a goal. I have to hit that goal. Otherwise, I consider myself to be a failure. So 50% of inventory is 100 copies in the first three months. That's 33 copies a month. Uh, math is getting hard for me now, but that's like less than 10 copies a week. So that means like maybe two cop one cop, one copy a day ish or a little bit more. You know what I mean? So like, that's the whole point is like, I need to try to sell one copy. I'm going to work really hard. And I'm going to do the things that I can to try to sell one copy of this record a day for the first three months. I might sell 50 in my, or I might sell 25 on, on the first day it comes out and another 10 the next day. But when you have these goals that are super tangible, all of a sudden makes it a lot more easy for our dumb brains to understand how we achieve that. Another goal could be in the streaming world, 100,000 total streams in the first year uh, for the album or for the single. That's a great goal. That's a really, really great goal. And, it, and when you say something like the first year, it helps you stretch out the length of this campaign and not to give up on this single after the first week or to give up on this album after the first week or the first couple of months. Number seven. Oh my gosh, that was a long one. Number seven, send to press and to curators. So this is very simple. Um, you can send uh, singles. will go to curators on release day. Sometimes um, if I do a lot of pitching of a, of a single song 
uh, to different curators that I've, I'm friends with or that I've found on SubmitHub or, or any of the other playlist type of people. Um, I, it's nice when I have an actual Spotify or Apple Music link that I can send them. Um, of course, like pitching to Spotify for Artists is something that happens two to three weeks ahead of time in the Spotify for Artists portal. Uh, but in a full album, you might want to send to writers and those type of people four to eight weeks in advance, totally up to to you and totally up to them uh, and, and how much time they like to have. Too much time sometimes and not enough time other times. So find out what they like. But step seven is to send it to the press and to curators. Um, earlier, I mentioned like there's some urgent things. There might be some press, members of the press uh, or outlets that you know need it as early, early as possible. And so as soon as it's mastered and in your hand with the metadata attached to it, the album cover and all that, you want to send it off. Step number eight, uh, promote it <clears throat> on all your channels. Obviously, now we're getting closer to release day. We might even be on release day. And I, the, the next couple of steps I don't want to go too deep into because we talk about marketing so many other times on so many other channels. Today's episode is more just about this overarching list and the the 10 different steps. So I'm not going to dive in too much on a micro level. But one of the things I do want to mention is that whether the single is dropped today or the album is dropped today or the pre-order is dropped today, I think it's really important that you do make sure that you promote and you make mention of this uh, new release and, and this opportunity on all of your channels. And, and let me explain. I'm not just talking about the obvious ones, but I think it's important for us to remember that every music fan has their own preferred way of consuming music and consuming content for that matter. And so when you are from Friday morning and you're promoting a new single or Friday morning, you're promoting a new album or it's Wednesday afternoon, you're promoting a new pre-order. You want to, you want to obviously pitch it uh, or notify your fans via email. You want to do it on all social media platforms. That's easy and free and obvious. If you have a podcast or access to a podcast, try it there. Your YouTube channel, do a video, or you and the artist do a video on your YouTube channel. Uh, if if obviously Bandcamp emails go out, you can use the Bandcamp messaging app as well. Drop it on your Spotify playlist if you curate any. Uh, or if there's any of the people in your circle that will promote on your behalf or other people on your roster who will promote. I just think if you stick to one, you're losing out, obviously. So again, I'm not going to dive too much into this right now. Um, but step number eight is to promote it on all of your channels and to be sure that you're reaching people everywhere. And that might be in person at your local record store. It might be some like older internet platforms that like maybe don't seem as sexy or as appealing, but yet may still connect with certain people like email, for example. Okay. Step number nine, save some things for afterwards, save some things. So we're talking about those promotional assets plan for the day after release plan for the weekend after release day comes out on a Friday. So Saturday and Sunday, what are you doing to continue to promote that release? Plan something for the week after, the month after. Just a couple of days ago, I shot this in-studio video that I'm going to use to promote a single that's dropping on Friday. But the video is done. It's uploaded to YouTube. It's set to private. 
but I'm planning to use that on Sunday because the single comes out on Friday. By Sunday, people have forgotten about me. So I'll drop it Sunday morning and people will watch it and go, oh yeah, I forgot to check out that single. So make sure you save, withhold some of those promotional assets, whether they're photos or it's an interview or an artist commentary or a remix or even a physical format. I, I unintentionally did this on my last release where I released digitally on, on the release of the day it came out and, and vinyl. And then I got requests to do CDs. And so about a month later or two weeks later, I announced CDs. And the same thing with cassettes. They actually came in like two or three weeks late. And so I ended up like having release day with the digital and vinyl. And then two weeks later, the CD came out. And then two weeks after that, the tape came out. It ended up like elongating this campaign uh, unintentionally, but it was kind of a cool effect. So save some of your promotional assets for afterwards. And finally, and not, I would say one of the most important, number 10, have a plan for what's next. Now, I'm not talking about the post-release plan, uh, the post-release campaign. We've talked about that before on other episodes, and I basically just mentioned that. In addition to having a three to six month post-release plan, you and the artist should know what's coming next. Now, I'm not just talking about what's coming next for your record label. I'm talking about what's coming next for this particular artist who has a release out. And if you're a DIY artist like myself and you're listening to this, then this applies to you. When it's release day, you should have a plan for what's coming next. Gone are those days where like a band would go into the studio spend a year, record an album, release it, tour it for a year or two, and then disappear, right? And we never hear from them again for three or four years. That model's gone. You can't do that unless you're a mega, mega star. We have to kind of have a plan for what's next and stay in touch. I think as creatives, we're obligated to keep creating. Otherwise, I don't think we should call ourselves creatives. That's just my opinion. Because a good, here's, a, here's the reason why I think this is important. A good release schedule is two to three months in the lead up. That's what we've just talked about. But more than that, it's two months in the mixing and mastering. It's two to three months in recording. It's three to six months of songwriting, maybe. That means that putting a record out in the world takes at least one to two years, right? So, gosh, if your train has arrived at its destination, its release day, congratulations, another one should be on its way. That's what I think. That's just my opinion. But when you really look at it, we've had this whole thing, you know, two to three months leading up of the, the record, but you even go back another two months for mixing and mastering, that's five months, another two to three months of recording, that's upwards of eight months, three to six months of songwriting, that's over 12 months, over a year, close to a year and a half. So that's a best case scenario if, if your artist is on the ball and really prolific. So on release day, in my opinion, this process should have already had been started. Our artists should already be thinking about their next release because when they hand you, go, let's go back to number one. When they hand in the finished record, their job is essentially done. And so if this pre-release campaign is two to three months long, that gives them two to three months to start planning their next release and writing. So you as a record label should encourage that and should let them know about that because artists often forget how quickly time goes by. 
and they've you know completely uh, exhausted promoting this record, and now it's like, oh shoot, I want to start another record, but it's going to take me a year to two to, to until it's released, and that's too long, in my opinion. So let's go back over these. And by the way, you can get all of this whole list and change it to your own liking if you want by going to otherrecordlabels.com/plan. But here's the 10 steps to planning your new release. Number one, finish the album. That's obvious, but surprisingly, it's not that obvious. Number two, make a schedule. Work back from release day. Number three, make and or gather assets. That's your promotional assets, like your album cover, your press photos, bio, all that stuff. Number four, start with the most urgent things. Usually it's manufacturing, uploading to digital distribution, sending some to some press with long lead times. Number five, make a list of objectives. This is why we're doing this. Number six, make a list of goals. This is how I'll know if this campaign worked. Your goals as a record label and your artist's goals. Number seven, send to press and to curators. Number eight, promote it on all of your channels, not just the usual suspects. Promote it to everyone in every way that they like to consume music. Number nine, save some things for after. Plan for the day after release day and the couple of weeks and the couple of months after release day. And number 10, have a plan for what's next. Things take a long time, so you should start that process as early as possible. I hope you found this helpful. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash plan to get the notes and the download from today's episode. Thanks for listening.